Scatmaster, cool V, I'll shit on you if I don't shit on me, because I'm a shit scatter, the scat, the scat. If you don't like that, just lay back, just lay back, let me shit the scat, scatalac that old over that lap, that's a scat scat on your lap. And you drive a scatalac. Because it's so shitty. The itty bitty shitty committee. <laughs> a scatalac that, it is scatalac drop top, scatalac black. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? It's your boy, Vin, and we are here in another episode of Decoding 40. I am going to be the host this week. I'm the host with the most, and if you fuck around, I just blast you with my toast. I could have never been an MC because... That's that's abundantly clear, sir. You didn't even have to say that. <laughs> and I'm here with one of my main mans and the other main man, and who's the main man who's next? It's your boy, L.O. a.k.a. the Whiskey Whisperer. This is Alaric. The Whiskey Whisperer. Why are you the Whiskey Whisperer? Damn, I can't even say that shit five times fast. Why are you the Whiskey Whisperer? <laughs> you couldn't even say it one time. Slow. <laughs> I'm going to do that. <laughs> you can say it one time slow. That's hilarious. I, my tongue got slipped up a little bit there. <laughs> my beaver tongue. Because Whiskey loves me. Because I know whiskey how to talk you. to it. You know how to talk to it? Baby, baby. That's what's up. What's up? So uh, what's going on in your lives, fellas? Who wants to go first this week? No, no, it wasn't a whole lot going on today, but it wasn't until Friday that I actually realized that my daughter had off of school today, which was fine. But I just had a, I just had like a lot of like little paperwork things to do. And um, she wants the attention because we're not usually at home together, middle of the day, and my son is gone. Uh, my wife is working, um, even though she's in the house, but she's working remotely. So, of course, she wants daddy attention. So I have to, like, try to edit a, a PowerPoint presentation with the right hand and and play old maid with the left hand. I'm going to have to do it. I lost, but I'm, I'm definitely going to have to do some spell check. <laughs> well... I, what? Look, I wasn't... I wasn't Four dad! Honestly, I, I wasn't playing to win. I could have given her the smackdown, but I was like, "The question well, is, did she smack the cards down?" Here's the thing: I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Old Maid and how. Oh, it's very familiar. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah, because this is strategies to this thing. But my son put two bite marks in the Old Maid card, so we all know which card it is. So when I got a pick out of my daughter's hand, it's like, okay, wow. do I end this game or do I pick the Old Maid? So I just take the old man and I hold on to it. And then maybe she'll forget this bite marks and she'll take it back. But that's that's basically how we played. Oh, that's a good dad move. I mean, I, I could have picked all around it <laughs> for the entire afternoon. She'd have been like, why do I keep ending up with the old man? Hold up. I'm teaching you an important lesson. Always look at the mark cards. <laughs> That's how you win a three-con money. This house is like Vegas. <laughs> well, I think the two it's of them. It's a mark. Maybe they were setting me up. But here's the funny part. Here's the funny part. 
So a, a couple hours later, uh, my wife's done with her sessions and she comes down and my daughter begs my wife to play Old Maid. I'm not sure my wife is knows that the card is marked. So my daughter gives her the smackdown too. <laughs> so now she's like, she's about the card shark at school. She's like, I'm the old maid champion. Yeah. I can just see her just blending the cards, just pulling them apart, yeah. pulling them back together. <laughs> Who wants them? One eye jacks are wild. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna call us Cincinnati Slim. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was cool. So we had some a little bit of father daughter time while in between trying to get some stuff done, and that that's really it. I didn't leave the house today except mm. to drop. I dropped my son off in in the morning to school, but other than that, I didn't really do much. And I know that we've been trying to put out content, you know, just showing like what our daily lives are like, and um, you know, try to you know, engage a little bit more with our audience. And, and I thought about it while I was driving my son to school. But ultimately I, you were like, and I fucked that. <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck that. It's my time. <laughs> let me just stop it. Let me just stop it. Let me do me. Let me do me. And, and uh, enjoy. Nobody myself. cares about this. Part. Yeah. This yeah. is absurd. I am not recording myself. <laughs> I need my own time. <laughs> I am not a clown for public consumption. <laughs> yes. You know, if somebody else was running the camera and they it's were different. recording me, yeah, and I didn't have to see the footage and they just put it out, yeah, fine. Oh, okay. don't worry. If I got to review it, it, possibly edit it, um, it's not going to go. Speaking of videos, uh, I like that video you posted the other day, the L of, the, uh, of us at the meeting. That was a dope video. See, that was great. That was great. Simple. That was great. Had I taken that video... I know. It would never have been published. Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't even I didn't even bother to put it in the chat because I could just hear you now. Listen, your lighting is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was. You didn't even have the great. camera at a good angle. It was. It was great because I didn't know all that was happening. <laughs> Were you going for the Spike Lee boom shot? It was off. It, it was, was awful. It was awful. <laughs> well, if what we're going to get technical, did you attend, sir? If we're going to get technical about it, I mean, <laughs> your pan shots are trash. <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> your panning needs work. It's okay? horrible, sir. Sir, <laughs> you get what you can get. You know, your hand was not steady, sir. You have to have a steady hand for the pan shot. Oh. Yeah, that's it for me, man. Um, oh, that was yes, up. short check in for me. All right, what's going on with me? Well, firstly, I know you guys haven't watched it, but if you if you have, I'm be pleasantly surprised. Have you seen this show on Apple Plus Severance? I haven't. No, I don't have Apple Plus. All right, this show is amazing. I've been seeing a lot of talk about this show, and I had no idea what it was about. Uh, you know, when you hear Severance, I'm thinking it's about people being fired from their job, and mm -hmm. I, I thought that was that type of Severance. But it's not. And I don't want to give anything away to the plot other than it's about a corporation trying to incorporate work-life balance for its workers. Okay. They are forcing people to have work-life balance. And if you could think about anything that a corporation might do in the guise of benefiting people when it ultimately benefits the corporation, 
craziness ensues. It's it's a, it's a phenomenal uh, series. See, I didn't realize I was watching the season finale, and when the shit went off, I thought I was going to cry because I was like, "Yo, <laughs> y'all are uh, dirty." Uh, ben Stiller actually directs this uh, series. The whole series, yeah. If you liked Cable Guy and just how weird that was, you, you're yeah. really going to like this. Okay. So definitely go watch that. Secondly, I think I may have developed carpal tunnel, which is problematic. The other day I'm typing and it turns out I think one of my tendons just in it gets enlarged and I'm like looking at this bulge in my hand like, yeah. oh, what is this? Oh, man. Yeah. So, you're going to have to get that old man. Uh, yes, yeah, this is it. Yeah, I'm going to have to get the, uh, the typing uh, bracelet. <laughs> so that's going to look real sexy. I can't wait to see you meet because he's gonna he have to strap up before he can start. <laughs> no, hold up! You got to put that shit on when you go surfing Pornhub and shit with a fucking carpal tunnel bandage. Well, thankfully it's my left hand, not my right hand. <laughs> oh, okay, good. But uh, yeah, so that this is just weird. Your wife um, walks in. What the fuck is with that? Why do you got a brace on? What the fuck is? He's got contraptions. Um, I got a doctor's appointment in a couple of weeks, so I'm oh, gonna let man. him look at it. Oh shit! Got the old man wristband. Yeah. But it's so crazy, man. Is and it painful? It was, it's not painful at all. I, I actually, there's no pain whatsoever, and uh, it just was weird. But it, I was in like a week of heavy typing and just like cranking stuff out, and uh, I literally put my uh, hands up to get ready to type, and I just looked over, and it just was like. <laughs> Like, oh, that can't be good. So yeah, so that's that. And other than that, I've been trying to get my grind on. I've been on this uh, Peloton bike five days a week. Went to the gym yesterday. You're my hero. I'm trying to be my own hero. I'm the me I was looking for. Yeah, it's it's actually really addictive. I have to force myself to take the weekends off. That's what I've decided. Like, I just won't ride Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. but Monday through Friday, I ride with one of my boys and. uh He's really good on his bike. Like he's, I don't know what he's doing. I'm pretty sure he has a motor attached to his uh, Peloton because <laughs> the amount of output that he's having literally doubles mine. And so it, <laughs> I've told him that I don't want to be less than half than uh, what he's outputting. But then the other day, and you can see who's the profile of people who are, who are uh, also riding with you. The other day, there was a woman, she was also in her forties and we were kind of riding at the same pace and then I hit a wall and she just kept going and I was like damn it man and she surpassed me I, by I, yeah by quite a bit by the time it was all over hmm. I actually think I know her but I didn't get to see her profile but her picture looked like somebody I know but other than that that's it man I've been trying to uh keep it light uh been getting a lot of work done I like the energy that we're putting out right now I like, we're going to do a lot of cool things so uh that's it this is Leon uh I'm done speaking that's what's up. That's what's up. Um, me, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, I'll second that. We are really operating on all cylinders right now. And it's be, it's kind of effortless, you know, considering how much content we're actually creating. You know what I mean? It's dope. It's dope. Other than that, there is a uh, Hollywood has come to Armstrong Avenue, Jersey City. We got some sort of uh, movie shoot happening up the block from here. Um, I'm not sure what it was. I th- some. It looks like it might be some uh, TV show. Uh, Bama Jamma. 
some title. And uh, I felt like being like the old man on the block and just going up there when I was walking the dog just to fuck around and see what's up and just be just be a little distracting. You know, maybe yell. <laughs> Look, no you, you are the old man on the block. You just didn't do your job. <laughs> Okay. What the fuck is going on here? All right. <laughs> How long are you guys going to be on the block? Because sit, listen here. I walk my dog past you. I don't care about your fancy cameras. Yeah. You got to complain about no parking. Oh, my the God. Dog's not happy. They took up half the block. We don't have enough. We don't have no Karens on the block. We had some Karens. But, yo, this is the funny shit. So they put up signs for no parking. They started. Put, they put the signs up, I think, like last week, Wednesday. So the no parking started from Sunday, yesterday. I think at like five o'clock in the in the PM until I think it's until tonight, midnight, whatever. So people started slowly but surely, you know, moving their cars, moving their cars because nothing had really shown up from the from the crew yet. Well, this morning, this woman parked her car inside of their little coned out area. Right. Mm -hmm. So next thing you know, me and the wife drinking coffee, we hear that we hear like a tow truck. So we naturally stick our head out the window because my wife's car is the first spot past the cone. Mm. So we want to make sure that that, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to come out there and you're towing my car by mistake or some dumb shit. Look across the street. This guy's hooking up this white car, right? Come to find out it was somebody from the fucking film crew who parked their car. They was about to get their car towed. It wasn't even someone from the neighborhood. Oh wow! And it was crazy and shit because the woman came out and had to pay the motherfucker to unhook it. Wow. Because he had already put the hooks on. And dude was like, yo, he all I showed was his head moving and saying, like, head moving was saying no. And she was reaching in her pocket, pulling out green <laughs> greenbacks to pay this dude off to get the fucking car unhooked. It's crazy. But uh, other than that, that's that's basically it, man. Just trying to get motivated to do some exercises. Um, me and my wife are, you know, trying to schedule out our days. So we can be more productive. I'm trying to be more productive. And the last two or three days, man, I've really, really been kind of like on this wheel. And um, I got this fucking stone, like this quartz or some sort of stone from home decors or whatever. It's supposed to inspire or give off energy for inspiration and things like that. Yo, man, this stone works. <laughs> fucking rub the stone. I, listen, call Are me you crazy. Sure you're not stoned. Yeah, really. No, no I'm not. <laughs> now, Yo, yeah, the stone right. works. The stone works, son. Yo, tell you, I've been I've been writing shit. I'm trying to write short stories. I have an idea. I want to start writing my own stories and then doing the voiceovers and just putting them out there. Like, just maybe a channel dedicated to that of just short stories or shit. And if people, if it gets popular, people can then submit their stories to the website and I'll voice over their website. I mean, their stories, short stories, so I can get some traction and get some practice and stuff. Cool. But that's just an idea. Anyway, um, I'm rambling and uh, that's my check-in. That check-in is brought to you by Creamy Milk. <laughs> the Creamy Milk Strain. This Week in Racism, brought to you by the same people for the last 400 years. This week in racism, we got a Syracuse cop up there in Syracuse, which is it's it's probably as racist as the North can get. You know, Syracuse is not really a uh, friendly town. I don't I don't think I've never been there before. 
But anyway, I know it's cold. <laughs> so this is pure speculation. <laughs> pure speculation. I mean, you know, it's cold. Yo. I think it might be racist. I don't know. This dude says, yo. It's <laughs> never been there. Shout out to Syracuse, though. Shout out to Syracuse. Shout out to Syracuse. Shout out to Syracuse. You know, shout out to Syracuse. I don't know what they got up there. That Are they famous for anything? College. Besides the, besides the college? No. All right. So we have a uh, we have some cops in Syracuse who detained an eight year old boy for stealing Doritos. Basically, what happened was the boy and some friends of his were riding bikes and they were eating the Doritos. Allegedly, uh, there was a complaint sent out. The cops then grabbed him up and Doritos spilled all over the place and he hemmed him up a little bit. The father came out and was complaining, you know, what was happening, like what was going on. He was like, you know, I'll pay for the Doritos, please. You know what's going on. You talk about the video. Well, that was no, no, a bystander, sir. Okay, all right. So, because I know the fa- I was reading the article. The father does uh, have a statement in there, but anyway, to your point, the father did echo the same sentiment that he would yeah. have just gone and paid the, the yeah. for the bag of potatoes. Exactly. So basically, you know, that's the situation. So what happened was the video was then put out on the internet and it went viral, and everybody was like, "What's going on? Why was they hemming the little boy up for some chips?" And of course, there was a, a negative reaction to what the cops did. And my thing was, is this kid known for stealing stuff? Was this the first time he got caught stealing something? Like, what was the situation? Why was it? Now, again, I I don't agree with the cops hemming these kids up like that. But then what's going on in the household where this child is not being told that stealing is not something you should be doing? Like, what's going on? And again, if it's a poverty situation, that's that's a reason why it's happening. That's why he's stealing. Bro, you are leaping bridges right now yeah like ahead, man. For, first of all it doesn't even have to be a poverty situation it could be a situation where he's not allowed to have chips so he he or he doesn't get money for snacks but he can have he got a bike some kids don't even have bikes but just because he is the, the reaction to a bag of chips being stolen from a store was not the response that these cops came with for an eight-year-old I don't think you manhandle an eight-year-old like that. But the problem is, is that most white police officers do not see our children as children. They see them as small, maybe small adults, but they don't equate them with their own children. Because if it was a little white eight-year-old and they could see their own child in this child that they're, they're hemming up, that wouldn't have happened. You're not going to slap cuffs on the, uh, the way that they threw him in the back of that car. You're not going to do that. If you see your own child, you're not going to do that to somebody else's child. I think what the cops did was fucked up, and that was a power play, and that was let's instill fear in this young boy for the rest of his life of police. And that that's what that Causing was. Causing trauma. Yeah, that's what the police were doing, right? Yeah. But that's um, not the police. That's not the role of the police, particularly without the permission or cooperation of the parent. Their job was to remove that kid, if that was necessary, and take him home. But if if the one police officer said, said that he knew who the uh, the kid was, so maybe he didn't know where he lived. But I'm not expecting a police officer to teach my child a lesson without my presence. And particularly if he's snatching him off of a bicycle and throwing him in the back of a squad car. A bicycle or a bike? It's a bicycle when you're eight years old. <laughs> Not when you're almost 50, it becomes a bike. So. <laughs> bicycle. Exactly. So, yeah, I, 
and and just the way that the, the police officers were talking to the bystanders was unacceptable. As if like, they had no right, right to question their behavior. But we're talking about a bag of potato chips. So I don't know. You you seem a little bit more reserved now. Um, well, I talked about this in pre-production because well, when I talked about it in pre-production, I wanted to know what the situation was with the child and whether or not this kid was constantly doing shit like this. And if that was the case, again, not I'm not I'm not. And I said this in pre-production. I'm not excusing the cop's behavior. What I'm saying is where are where's the mom and dad or grandma, whoever is raising this child, letting them know that what they're doing is wrong and they can't do stuff like that. Let me ask. They have, you to, they have to be. They have to be. You know, what I'm saying, come on. You, you, if, if you're told not to do something and you're doing it all the time and you've been caught before doing it. L- let me I, ask. Again, I don't know if that's the case, but if that's the case, then what the fuck? Like he's got. Did your, did your yeah. parents know that you shoplifted? Did your parents know that you you would uh, steal shoes out of a wild pair in trash bags? Oh, that was different. Yo. Is, is the statute of limitations up on these crimes? Like, what's going on right now? Yeah, I think stolen shoes. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's different. And he got he got locked up for stealing blunts in North Carolina. Yeah, he's told that story on the show before. Yeah, but that's he's different. told that story on the show before. Yeah, but that's different. That's different, right? But no, it's not. A, it's, it's, it's not necessarily about what. The, no, it's different because I was an adult at these at this point. Here's when the I was, problem: he doesn't know whether this parent is a good parent or a bad parent. This kid gets treated as the cop, the police officer. The kid gets treated the same way, no matter what, because he's a little black kid. And the assumption is, I I, I feel like you have maybe assumed that there is no parental guidance. I'm not assuming there isn't parental guidance. I'm asking, where are the parents? What are the parents? Where are they? In 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 the situation, because I again I didn't I didn't get I don't I didn't there wasn't a long video there wasn't a video with the parents talking and. Like, my whole thing is, if this child is doing this type of shit, we have to take responsibility at one point. We can't always blame the police and everything else. No, and I'm I can't blaming the police for their behavior. I'm not saying that what he did is excusable, but their response to what he did is unacceptable. I'm saying he wouldn't be in that situation if he ain't stealing bag of chips. And <laughs> where is the lesson? Where, why, why is he, why is he well, stealing? If he's stealing for a reason, we got to know what the problem is. Hey, can we, can we go back? Because this is what I was saying. You were jumping bridges. He said he wasn't stealing. What did he do? He said he paid for it and then he got a- a- accused of stealing. He said he didn't steal anything. Let's deal with that portion of it. He was basically accused, accused of something. Of. Okay. And then he was treated as if it was already, you know, established fact that this was done, whatever he was accused of. That, again, gets gets me a little charged because if my child is accused of something and the police officer responds as if this has been established fact, I have a problem with that. Again, I didn't get the background on the young man and whether, and Mike, that was just a question. Is he, or was he someone who was always in trouble? Why does it matter? matter? Because if he the next time he can be killed over a bag of chips and he needs to learn that stealing is bad and cops are fucked up. And cops should teach him that that lesson? I'm not saying the cops should teach him exactly. that lesson. Exactly. The so, parents should teach so him if, that lesson. If, if a kid steals a bag of chips once a week for a year, let's say, so you're saying he, the cops should be allowed to manhandle him the way that they did. I, I didn't say that. I said that at the beginning so, of the conversation. Right. I think that's, so, I, my point so is he shouldn't we, be in that situation in the first place. 
Well, when he is in that situation, when he is in that situation, cops should handle themselves better because kids like you did, like I did, like a lot of kids do get a little sticky fingered and will steal or do some rambunctious shit or get a little. They might get a little mischievous. We've all done it. But we're we're living living they are the adult. They are the adult. And their response to this mischievous behavior needs to be measured. It can't just be treat them like all the other black criminals and I, throw I, them I, in the paddy wagon. It like can't I be said, that. Like I said, it's fucked up. I understand that. But we have to do our best as parents to, to make sure our children are not in that situation in the first place. Just and then what happens when you do your times. best and it's they still get in though. trouble? It happens, see, but then, but then, listen. You have to. That's do your what best. I'm saying. You have to do your best to to make sure that they. The, the what if the parents did their best? With, then, th- I mean, again, shit happens. But right. don't you think it would happen less if people kind of like, okay, let's no. just try. No, I, I, I you're, no, because you're a nigga. If you do a nigga, if you don't, it's similar. It's, it's similar to me what um Jaquai mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the penitentiary system did not stop the next person from committing a crime. True. So why would this police officer manhandling this child be some type of preventative function in his life or any of the kids that were there to witness it? You've just now basically traumatized this kid who may, if he doesn't get intervention, distrust the police in in general for the rest of his life. He's probably already distrusted the police for a long time. I know at a young age, I know at a young age, I didn't, I didn't, wasn't fans of the police because of shit that you see and you hear. He's eight years old. You think he's not exposed and hasn't heard and seen shit? He's not, he's not subject to the same things that we watch and see every day. So he's a young black man. You're you're in favor of the police officers compounding on that. I am not. I am not. I listen. I said at the beginning, I do not approve what the police did. I just say that we need to take responsibility the best we can to keep our children out of situations where why is the happen. assumption that the parents yeah, that, did I, not? I, I do don't know that. why you keep taking that that road. Because here's the here's the here's the, the problem that we have is that no matter how well you prepare your children in this world, they can still be victimized by it. So what that's so, the problem. The problem is their victimization, not how we prepare them to go into the world. What's the next step if the child is constantly stealing? What should the parent do? What? What? Well, why are you assuming that that's what happens? I'm, I'm asking you a question. What if that is the situation? What if it's like, yo, I, I've tried to do this kid. <laughs> the kid keeps stealing. What, what? What is the parent supposed to do at that point? We, well, that, again, the parent needs to be present. It's not the police officer's job to parent the uh, the kid. I get that. Are you a bad person because you've stolen things in your life? No. So this kid is not a bad kid because he's stolen some may have stolen something in his life. And his parents aren't bad parents because he may have stolen something in his life. Maybe this is the first bag of chips he's ever stolen. Or maybe this is the 300th bag of chips that he's ever stolen. But that doesn't make him a bad person. It doesn't mean that the rest of his life is fucked. It doesn't mean that this was from he's from some impoverished family that we should never take pity on or, or or it's a drug related or anything else that you could possibly give an excuse for him being treated like that. Because none, none of that stuff matters because you can't treat another human being like that. And you can't treat another black person. You can't treat a black person like that. That's basically what it, why people are upset. That's why people are up in arms. You can't treat children 
black children like that. This is how Tamir Rice gets shot down within two seconds of this having police contact. Right? That situation is fucked up. So who do, whose behavior do we have to correct? Because it keeps happening. No matter how we send our children out into the world, they could possibly be victims of a system that hates them, doesn't understand them, and sees them as being adults. Mike Brown gets shot down. He's a child. I think that be, the behavior of the police was was deplorable, and I said that in the beginning. I think definitely they need to be taken care of or changed. But I also think that we also have to prepare our children, and we have to let them know, and we have to teach them shit that when you go out here, don't put yourself in a situation that can get you in trouble or in or potentially in trouble. That's the, I mean, that's just like like playing smart. cops and robbers in a uh, in a playground. There's no defending that. But that what that was just crazy. Then how the do you prepare your children? Yeah, how do you how, how does that mother prepare them in any form? But, well, but I mean, again, that that is, that is like the thing, here's the thing that's that's so hypocritical in what you're saying is that you've been that kid. You were just lucky enough to not come in contact with that police officer. But that doesn't mean that your mother didn't train you better or teach you better. You knew stealing was wrong. We all knew stealing was wrong. But it was fun. We wanted to do hood rat shit with our friends. Do you think that things are better or worse than they were? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And that's that's really, like, relative. Because... <laughs> There's certain things that are better now, and there are certain things that were better then. Were you being how, how harassed was, how, by the police a lot when you were you kids? We grew up Not in Cambridge Heights, but I was harassed. Mm-hmm. Okay, we grew up in Cambridge Heights. It was rare that we even saw a police officer. That's what I'm saying. But if we grew up in a different neighborhood with the same parents, we could have had a very different experience with the of police. Of course, that, you're you're all we're all products of our environment. Shit happens. So it had nothing to do with your parents' preparation. Why Give are you copping for the police tonight? I'm not gonna. <laughs> it just had you know, nothing. Well, to do not, it had nothing I, to do I, with I, your listen, parents' preparation. Your, their parents' preparation. I, I, I think. I, I think my parents did the best they could. My mother and father did the best they could, and also that there there were a lot of things that they said to me, and a lot of lessons they gave me that that gave me kept me out of a lot of trouble, and had my eyes open for shit. And I think that's important too. We have to. Your kids have to know. What to, what to expect and what to see and how things can potentially go down. And that's just what it is. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes things come out fucked up and police do fucked up shit. I'm not disregarding that. And I said that in the very beginning, what they did was fucked up. But I also think we have to prepare our children for everything and, and what might happen out there. As much as we try, there's always going to be something that we would have never thought of that puts our children in harm's way. So if you think about uh, Trayvon Martin, so then we had to recalibrate and say, okay, now at night, my kid can't wear a hoodie. It probably can't even go out now. Right. But who was thinking that prior to that? The harm is always there and it continues to evolve. And so, and we are always in a reactionary posture because there's no way you can think about all of the potential ways that your children um, can be violated or you can be violated for that matter. We've seen too many black men and women die and murdered at the hands of the police for minor infractions, tags on license plates. You're right. And this, but again, you got to be ready. You got to do, you got to do the best you can as a parent. 
I mean, again, nobody has a fucking crystal ball, but you know, you you can't don't put yourself in a situation where you, you're you're putting yourself in harm's way. Is all I'm saying, as, as best as you can. And again, there are so many different things happening in the world today, and so many different factors, and you got crooked police, you got all of that shit happening. I get it. And again, the police is fucked up. But if you're not stealing, you're probably not going to get fucked with. Is all I'm saying. But I, I, I'm, I'm trying to understand the disconnection between yourself no and this eight-year-old boy because he is you. I, I, he I'm is not, you. Not, there's not a disconnect, Rick. It's just come on. But you're if saying you don't steal you, something, you won't be fucked with. That's how it works. If you steal something, there is a potential, and you should be aware of that. Come on. Like I said, I'm talking about him getting to where he got harassed. He, if he's not stealing something, if he's not putting himself in a situation, and, and he also said he didn't steal him? anything. He also said he didn't steal anything. But again, this is how it's been betrayed that it, that something was stolen. I don't. I haven't. Has anything developed after the case? We are talking about an eight-year-old. You're telling me. You're telling me like that the acting, police could not have managed their emotions enough to talk to this kid in a civil manner. I think you need to watch that video again. Cause they handle him like he was an 18-year-old man. Mur uh, 18-year-old man who murdered somebody. I get you need to I watch get. that video again. But again, I'm not saying what they did was right or they should have done that. Think about this. Think you're about giving this. them let's a justification. Say, right. Let, let's say this. Let's say your daughter. Let me say this. Your daughter goes to the corner store. Let's say this. Your daughter goes to the corner store. There's another girl that looks similar to her. The shopkeeper says that your daughter stole something. Whatever she has on her person, she stole it, not identifying the right girl. So the cops show up. She, well, first of all, the shopkeeper detains her. The cops show up and grab her and, and start manhandling her. What is your position? I want to know what the fuck happened. Why, why are they doing this to my child? Of course, I'm going to want to know. I'm going to ask questions and want to know. What's but are going you going to think, well, you know what? If you didn't go to the corner store, this would have never happened. I told you not to eat candy. Now you're stretching it. And like I said, I don't have I'm not. I'm what the police did was fucked up. Y'all just y'all y'all are putting me in a situation where I'm you're you're acting as if I think what the police did was right. And I don't know. I think what you're right. saying is contradicting that thought. You're blaming the child for being in the situation, not for the situation that happened to him because he's the victim of the situation. You understand that, right? I understand the situation. I understand that. And like I said, for the seventh time, I don't think what the police did was right. But, but I'm trying to find out what happened. Why was he there? What put him in that situation? Was he with the wrong people? Was like, come on, man. What's the wrong people? It doesn't matter. You don't treat an eight-year-old other black like kids are the wrong people. You don't <laughs> manhandle and rough up another. That's that's it. Point blank. It doesn't matter what that kid did, unless he murdered the cop's mother. I, I already said that I don't think that's right, and I'm not talking about what the cops did. I've already said it. I'm not going to repeat myself again. Last year, when we were renewing my daughter's passport, went to go take a passport picture. We rolled into Walgreens. Daddy can have this candy. No, you can't have that candy. We go back to FedEx to go do the portrait. She has the candy. She stole it. Essentially, she stole it. She doesn't know any better. She's uh, three, four at the time. Mm -hmm. So I take the candy and I go back to Walgreens to pay for it. And, I, and I, I'm sorry, whatever. In between then, anything could have happened. They could have said, I stole it. How you're handled 
after something it's an eight-year-old it's a child that's the problem that i'm having is like you're not really understanding that this is a baby that cops would were, were were handling like this and i think i think that's the major issue that i'm having if this is an 18 year old if this is a a 16 year old you still can't manhandle them like that but they certainly have a better understanding of what what's right and what's wrong than an 8 year old you can't treat an 8 year old like that this is a child i get it elon I musk admit. was never treated by the police like this okay <laughs> <laughs> what's good people this is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Flug, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. Decoding 40. Elon Musk, is he out of control? Is he still going to buy Twitter? It, it keeps going up and back, up and uh, up and down, whether he wants to buy Twitter, whether he has the money to buy Twitter, don't make no money. So why is he buying it? Or is he just doing it because he's on track to be what the first trillionaire? Or is he already a trillionaire? He's not a trillionaire. He's not a trillionaire yet, but he's on. He's, they said he's, he's on track to be. In the world, though. Yeah. What is he worth? I think it's 200 and something billion. 260 billion? 260 billion? I thought it was more than that. 200 and 264 billion. Yeah. Wow. That's it. <laughs> billion. <laughs> with a B. What is he doing? Is he going to buy Twitter or he's just fucking with America right now? I think, is he just the dude that has all this money right now and is just on some dickhead shit? Is he like the Kanye of billionaires where he don't give a fuck? He's like, I'm just going. I'm gonna buy Twitter one week and then buy Facebook. And is he he's trolling Mark Zuckerberg one day? And like, what what's what, what do you guys think? What do you think his uh his situation is right now? Um, based on a couple of articles I read, I don't think he's gonna buy it. I think it was a pump fake. Just just because he wanted to because Twitter Twitter doesn't actually have any income, and once he takes it private, it's not like he's going to have, you know, it's not like stock value is going up. Because it's a privately held company now. It's not if if he takes it private, and then he's just going to be paying six hundred million dollars out of pocket to keep it going. I think that's their burn rate. So Twitter doesn't have a stock. No, Twitter does have stock. Okay, but he's he's not just buying into t- Twitter. He's buying, buying Twitter. the whole shit. Yeah, he wants. Yeah, to and it. he wants to make it private. So all the all the information, all your tweets, he'll basically have all your shit. I mean, yeah, I don't know, you know, what sort of rules he's going to set up, but. I think it's I think it's the wrong move. I would I mean like I don't really use Twitter, but mm-hmm. if I was a, somebody who's heavily on Twitter, I would be pretty cautious after that. Yeah, was it, you think he's going to try to charge people for it? I mean, if that would yeah. If he moved to subscription, then that would be it. It would be a wrap. Yeah, four ninety nine a month to to get Twitter and shit. Yeah. I guess if you're a Twitter holic and shit, like I don't I I don't find yeah, that but- Twitter like like that. The appeal to Twitter is that it literally is the public square, right? Mm-hmm. And you can just get up on your soapbox, say whatever you want. The idea of being charged in order to do that mm-hmm. is not appealing at all. For know. misinformation, for the most part, I, <laughs> why would you be paying for that? <laughs> well, that depends on who you are, because... Right, if you, you have you, an agenda, it, it's probably yeah. worth the money. 
right? Yeah. And if you want to push out whatever your uh, talking point or disinformation is, you probably think this is a great deal for me to be able to spew all of this for pennies on a dollar. Yo, ha- totally unrelated, but quick. Did y'all hear, have y'all heard about these QAnon folks doing some sort of math? There's this new, I guess the newest QAnon scam where they do this like crazy numerology with numbers to get all this JFK shit. Like I, I forgot what the, I, I was watching this shit on TikTok the other day and it's, it's a word. It's some sort of uh, new, it's a, they have a name for it. Germanic or something like that. They have some shit that they've, they've coined. Where you have said a lot and given us very little information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to remember what the fuck it was. I really want to know now. Like, I'm really intrigued now. Oh, man. I'm not. I have no idea what you were talking about. OK. Um, Just for the record. I I think you're referring to some cipher that they have created. Yeah. Where it, they you have to match number to letter and whatever mm-hmm. a word is gives you some sort of num- numer- numerology that is based on foolishness as far as we're concerned, but in their world, it opens the key to the pyramids. I have no yeah, idea I, what I, they're talking about. You know, but I was watching one dude. He was like, this is, this is, this is ABC one, two, three. It's as easy as that. Michael Jackson said it. You know, Michael Jackson's still alive. This nigga started just going off on a rant. I actually think that was a joke. The one that I you're referring so to. Yeah. But Mm-mm. he was he was in the the guy was joke the guy who was a comedian was interviewing one of the one of those people. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a guy that this. It's like a two or three of these guys. They go around to their fucking um Trump rallies and they fuck with them and ask them questions. Oh. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not interested in in QAnon people to be honest with you. It is what we're witnessing is just so many people being duped and it's it's pretty phenomenal actually if you think mm-hmm. about it that this is coming from the internet (laughs) and they they are literally being even republicans at this point everyone on that side seems to be moving further and further into absurdity they said like 23 or 28 percent of republicans believe in those some of those conspiracy theories they think that the democrats are baby eating pedophiles who worship satan like some fascinating. really believe that shit. And that's crazy that that but, we're in. a We're in the 20 percentile for that. Right. But the platforms that they're tuning into are supporting that and feeding that that nonsense. They're on that algorithm. I mean, the, the News the Times just came out with their report on Tucker Carlson uh, calling it the most racist no. uh, television show ever on cable news. And basically he every day is pushing the them and they are coming for you. And if you're tuned into that frequency, it is eventually going to guide your thinking and the way that you live your life and how you think about other people. This is going to boil over. I don't know how bad it's going to get, but you're going to have more instances of people trying to take things into their own hands Mm -hmm. and trying to exact justice and save the babies or whatever other (laughs) bullshit that they come up with to justify mass murder. And that's what's going to happen. Somebody's going to lose it. You know, I'm, I'm curious to find I, out. I should say more people are going to lose it because some people have already lost it. I'm curious to find out what's going to happen with the midterm elections coming up and this whole, you know, how fragile this these seats of power are 
and these lines and and all of the gerrymandering they've been doing to re you know readjust lines so Republicans don't lose power or gain more power and all these seats that are up for grabs right now. I think if the Republicans win during the midterms, it's going to get really ugly. Well, apparently having the the White House, the Senate, and the Congress don't mean shit. Yeah, yeah. You still can't do anything. You still yeah, can't yeah, get anything yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. You still can't give me relief from my yeah. fucking student loans. You still can't. What the fuck? What? what we, we, why did we vote for you? But you why know what they you, got? But they got $33 billion for Ukraine just the other day. Yo, I say it every day. Joe, you got to pay these loans off because when they start calling me, I'm going to be like, uh, call the White House. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start giving, hey, can you call me back uh, 201? Uh, <laughs> they don't even, I'm forwarding all my calls to the, to the White House. Yeah. 1-800-White uh, House. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 1-800-White House. Yeah. And, and, uh, 1-800-Sleepy-Joe. You, you, know you know what's crazy? And leave the last S off for savings. <laughs> uh, what's crazy is that, I guess because I look at that stuff a lot as far as the, the student loan stuff, I, I'm on that algorithm now and I keep getting these news reports every day. And they all say, Oh, they're gonna take another ten million, another hundred million here, another thirty million here, and I and and it's never from the loans that I have because I have private loans now. I, when mm-hmm. I refinance, so I don't know what the percentile is of people who have done that and gone to private loans, or what the dollar amount is, but I there's got to be a lot of money because they're not even giving us a break. They're not you. I remember when the whole COVID thing started, and I was like, well, I want to you know take. COVID relief or whatever, COVID, I, I'm, you know, I, I need the COVID excuse. And they were like, no, that's the only way you can get that is if you have a, a student loan through the government. The mm. private loan didn't want to give me a break. It was like, mm. well, we can defer you. You're still going to accrue interest. And they said because they're private, they can determine they, they make their own fucking rules. They didn't give a fuck about uh, it. You might want to check that again because I've got private and my loans are being held in abeyance through this moratorium. I think they'll just tell you whatever. And that's the problem, that they are telling people whatever they want to tell them. And I mean, I was going on for decades. Right. So you and you know what hit me? Because one of the uh, servicers went out of business, but they were basically saying this loan servicing company was telling borrowers whatever they wanted to tell them. Had nothing to do with the law, had nothing to do with the regulations. People were just paying, signing things just to either get out of from under uh, right. either immediate payment or to whatever it was. But they had the fear of these loans, which basically are crushing the middle class, which is which That's is crazy happened. to me that we even have this conversation. And now the new rhetoric is I paid my loans off or my parents paid my loans off. Why should these new people get a bailout? This is, this is bullshit. This is f- well, such- Wall Street can get bailed out every fucking week. Every week, Yo, every I've been day. Paying- I've been paying my student loans since 1998, and I still are paying these motherfuckers. How about it's not their money? <laughs> it's our money. Right. The government don't have any money. It's right. our money. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you want to talk about the shell game. Yeah. It's you borrow your money, <laughs> but I'm telling you, I can't cancel it because it's my money. But wait. Don't look over here. Right. Don't look over here. Look over here. And after you look over here, don't look back over there because we're stealing you. We're fucking you on both ends. It's it's crazy. It is it is bananas how these these loans keep 
fucking people over and over and over again. And all of these rules. My thing is, look, if you went to school and you took out a loan at one time or another, you can trace back that loan, the origin, the origin, the origin of that loan. Mm-hmm. So if you're willing to to forgive that amount of money for this particular type of loan, why can't you then cut a check <laughs> to the finance companies that have now bought this loan and pay it off? Whatever the cap is, whether it's ten thousand, five thousand, give me something. Shit, right. they can, no, but they pay pay all my loans off. Don't just give me five or ten thousand. The the funny thing I that I find is that so now the Republicans are talking about if Joe Biden were to do this, he would potentially be bribing the American people into voting for him. Great, bribe yeah. me, bribe, bribe us for us, bribe me. Exactly, give yeah. me a reach around for a change. You exactly because I, I was I was I was listening to um Lawrence O'Donnell and he was saying. Oh, uh, he doesn't understand these people who are saying that if the, the Democrats don't uh, find a way to pay off student loans then they're not going to vote in the next election. And, and, and then he, his response was, so do they think they're keeping Joe Biden or uh, holding him hostage for a vote, holding their vote hostage? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, Joe. It's about time. Get, about get with time. the program. Yeah. Like if, if, if this is not enough or an impetus or, uh, or if this does not encourage you enough to try to get my vote, then what will? Is Joe going to run again? Because he'll, no, be he'll be voting for marshmallows. He'll be voting for marshmallows and and everybody's cocoa. I watched clips from the correspondence dinner, and he is starting to look like the Crypt Keeper. Yo, yeah, he definitely like, is. Look, he needs to shave his head now because his hair is getting thinner than a motherfucker. <laughs> he looks like Fire Marshal Bill. Snigger <laughs> <laughs> Joe Biden was like, "Let me show you something." Yo, <laughs> yo, he looks like fire Marshall Bill. And, and you know, he's getting old because he got the old people stare where their mouth just be open like P. Diddy. He just be like, <laughs> he's got that open mouth, P. Diddy mouth. He's fucking, yo, he's out there. He can't, how old is he? How old is he when he finishes this term? 80 what? 90,000. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is older than Methuselah. He's old, yeah. and who are they gonna run? Who are they gonna run? They cannot run this man again. I'm sorry. No, he, they he can't. can't even. What? What is he? Gonna Kamala. Do? Well, it's gonna be open field, but Kamala obviously is gonna have the Kamala most. Get, she better start getting her shit together. I, I don't. I don't. Kamala want better start. Kamala. I'm sorry. I'm. She got to impress me. I'm She's not sorry. impressing you. Not right no. now. No. Where is she? What does she need to do? What does she need to do? Something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. Visible. <laughs> Visibly, don't, don't, come. don't come, don't come, don't come. Uh, coming. I mean, <laughs> don't come. They uh, they tried to put her on the um, the global circuit. Um, yeah, S- fix the border. <laughs> we'll see you next. Don't come. We'll see yeah, they, you next month. They've literally given up on the border, yo. That like the border is just like yo. Nobody like yo, don't look over here. Deal with it. Look over Ukraine. We're looking Listen, over exactly. here now. Listen, exactly. In Texas, the governor was trying to enact some sort of like, for lack of a better term, like a martial law situation because of the border. Like they want to enact some, I guess the 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 national guard to literally guard the border. Some nonsense like that. Oh it, yeah, he wanted to border. declare a state emergency and yes, that the state was being invaded. Yeah. So now the they'll be, language they'll be that, testing, they'll be testing bullets 
right. on people coming across the border. The language that these folks use is just outrageous. Where the fuck have. is this country going? What you know. is going to happen? Like, we can't continue on this road. Like, I think we can. I mean, I think this is this country. You know what this country is right now? We w- This is like Ghost Rider, the, the motherfucker with the flaming skull. We are throttled to like a thousand. Like the RPM is crazy where the, where the needle is red and we're just fucking running on rocket fuel. This country is on fire. Like just the, the mentality of people, like school shootings happen like every other day. It's like, oh yeah, another school shooting last week, you know. It's so bad that sometimes you don't even hear about them shits. If yeah, it's that, not more, if it's not more than three deaths, it's not really a school shoot anymore. It's an incident. Hmm. I, I'm, I don't know where we're going. It ain't good. I think we it's really all out. about the pendulum swinging back and forth from the extreme right to the extreme left, hmm. and we really haven't had it go to the extreme left. Although, depending on who you talk to, they might suggest that it it has already gone that far. But I think. A lot of what happens in this, in this country is the fight for the middle and this idea that there's, there's reasonable people in the middle. In my mind, that, that margin of people is so slim that it really is about the rhetoric and the market, the political marketing that is done. And if you can tell a story enough, you get your Obama. If you can't, you get your Trump. Also, there's so many other hands involved in government that are not in government. So you have the lobbyists and all of that shit that are manipulating policy that these politicians really can't be honest. Like after the first term, if they win again, it's like, OK, I, I listen, I try to I, I try to do the good thing for four years, five years or however the terms long terms are. And then the next one's on it is on me. I'm, I'm trying to come up and they they you know, you look at these. Uh, what's the Mitch McConnell? He's been a, a senator for what, a thousand years? Hmm. This guy's worth like twenty five million dollars. He he he's rip. He's got the worst state in the fucking in the country. He's like forty eighth and 49th in everything. No, and it's not that mother- bad. But he's he's in the lower percentile for sure. Yeah. Kentucky's in the lower percentile. Yeah, Kentucky's fucked up. They're not creating. Uh, Sorry, Nick Kimmy. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's from Kentucky? Nick Kimmy. Oh well, Sorry, Nick Kimmy. You're the only good one. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the anomaly. You are the Neo of Kentucky. Okay. Because and she don't live in Kentucky. Yeah, she don't. She got out of there. Yeah, she got out. She got freaked. Fuck out of Dodge. But yeah, I, I don't know, man. It, it just it's just so many it's so many hands involved in shit that it's just the whole thing is just off the rails. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your boy L dot O dot, and wanted to invite you to give us a call at six one nine nine four zero four zero four zero. Just give us a shout out, give us a call, and let us know how you hate the show, how you love the show, or how you're indifferent to the show. Either way, we would love to hear from you. Just give us a call. This is Decoding 40. So we've uh, had some very heated exchanges tonight. Um, Apparently, I'm for the cops right now. Uh, I don't feel that way, but okay. I'll take that this episode. I'll be the bad guy. I didn't say you were for the cops. I just said you lacked empathy for black children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Touche. Touche. All right. So uh, what'd you learn this week, fellas? I think your blue lives matter uh, undercover. That's what I learned. I'm not going to go that far. I think you hate cops and black children. (laughs) 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 You know, I hate everybody. Stay off my lawn. 
I hate everybody. Uh, all right, all right, all right. FTP and FTK. <laughs> fuck them, fuck kids. them kids and fuck <laughs> them polices. All right. Anyway, guys, listen, we are available on all platforms. Just, you know, go to www. <laughs> google.com right you're gonna put their decoder w- board w- in there www w- w- right so yeah put us in the search engine it comes up I snorted. press play to whatever you know i think itunes come up just listen share it with a friend every friday morning we release an episode the other day we were about a day late so what it happens it was a great episode i hope you guys are listening tell a friend share it we've got big things coming down the pipe and just we can't wait to share with you guys and keep creating great content. So make sure you listen, subscribe, listen, subscribe, listen, subscribe, man. And rate us. Give us a rating that that helps us out tremendously. So if you like the podcast, you want to help us and, and reach more people, just give us a rating. Five stars on whatever platform you're on. You'll be doing us a big favor. www.google.com. And that's tonight's show, y'all. Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, (laughs) goddammit.